you're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad and recently the British Child's Family History Society of Greater Ottawa had their annual conference at uh, Centrepoint and Duncan Monkhouse is the current and relatively new president of the British Child's Family History Society. Duncan, thanks William for coming along for a chat. You're quite welcome. This event, as uh, annual event, is it always a big part of your calendar? It is. It's one of the major events we have during the year. So um, we have somewhere around 220 people attending the conference and a number of uh, vendors in our marketplace as well. So. Now, each year, I know that you're on a three-year cycle and that this year you're focusing on Scotland. That's correct. And next year is the 25th anniversary of the conference, so we're actually taking a break from our three-year cycle and we're doing something on family history, past, present, and future. So much more general topics, if you okay. like, focusing on where we've become from family history and where we're going. Okay. And then we're going to go back to the three-year cycle again, so 2020 will be Ireland. Right. right. And again, with a lot of genealogy, while you may focus on a particular country, the underlying methodology and the underlying... Um, uh, I guess availability of resources or something is quite generic to everybody so even though you're focusing on a particular country that does not exclude somebody else from learning. Absolutely. The topics are typically of interest to everybody, and, and often one leads into the other. We, this year we have people talking about Scotland, but they talk about the Scots-Irish, or mm -hmm. they moves into Ireland about some questions go that way. So that, that is certainly, the, there's more broad interest necessarily than the specific target country. We also have secondary themes, which this year is DNA, so there are often uh, talks that are of interest to every genealogist Indeed, I, I talked to Bruce Dury a few weeks back and as a result I have been meaning to go and get my Y-DNA done because I did my autosomal uh, but I need to get back along my father's line yeah. uh, so that was, it was fascinating and as you say, I like it that it's not specific to any one location Now, the annual conference you run from Friday until Sunday Friday evening to Sunday so it's a big event like there's, there's a lot of time devoted for someone who's interested Absolutely. Um, we actually start off with seminars on Friday morning. So we have seminars, two out, three hour seminars on Friday, and then the conference starts Friday evening with our Don Whiteside Memorial Lecture, and then proceeds through Saturday and Sunday. So. And in that period of time, uh, like you, the, the group of people who come to attend this, I know you have your regular monthly meetings, and we'll talk a little about that and some of the special interest groups, but do you get people who will come to this who are not regulars at your other stuff? Oh, absolutely, and I would think we, when I checked uh, at the, at the, uh, yesterday at the Don White side, there were probably 10 people from out of town, so we had to get people from Toronto and Oshawa and Maine, and uh, so from all over to attend. You're making a weekend of the coming to Ottawa for the weekend, is this is... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah and, and because the speakers are speakers of interest, and, and uh, speakers like, like Bruce Drury don't come to North America that often, so it's an opportunity for, for them to come and listen to those specific speakers. So, Don, let's talk about your annual program, because this is relatively early in your year, and you run kind of from September up until about May-June normally, and uh, you have a monthly meeting. We do. So the second Saturday of every of every month, we have a meeting at Ben Franklin Place. Um, it consists of a half an hour, typically it is more educational, what we call a before Bifisco, mm -hmm. uh, from, from 9.30 till... 9 to 9.30, and then from 10 till 
Uh, 10.30 is a bit of a break, and then we have a lecture that's typically an hour, an hour and a half long, um, of one presenter on, on a specific topic. So uh, sometimes it's their family history research they've done, sometimes it's, it's other people who are doing research in, in the area of family history um, in the area. And I know from experience that the caliber of the people that you have at the podium is very, very high. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we try, <laughs> but I, I say from I know that the, 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 the caliber and uh, like in, in this year in September I know you had uh, Lucille Campion and she has a library of books under her, <laughs> not just written one, but many, many. And, and next year being our 25th anniversary, we're having a, a particularly I think strong uh, set of sessions through the year. Right. Um, I mean the before Bafiscos are somewhat more focused on what we do in terms of our special interest group. And, and some of those things, but, but certainly the, the program looks very strong and it's available on our website. So then let's talk a little about your special interest groups. Okay. Because you have, there are we have a few. three. We okay. have three special interest groups um, specific to the, to the FISCO. Um, there's a DNA special interest group which is doing exceedingly well. They also are starting to have monthly meetings, typically the first Saturday of the month. Uh, they're open to anybody who wants to come and learn more about DNA and what they can do with the results now that they have them and mm-hmm. scratching their heads. Um, then we also have uh, a Scottish special interest group, which is typically the third Saturday of every month. Um, they, they're t- focused on Scotland and, and uh, they're quite active in terms of helping you research in, in Scotland and their records of where they are and what they are. And the last special interest group is a writing special interest group. So there's about eight to ten people who get together and try and figure out how to write better. Group. The last group, which is we also are involved with, is the Irish Special Interest Group, which is run by the OGS, the Ontario Genealogy Society. So okay. it's not ours per se, right. although we certainly have members who do attend, and, okay. and they do a great job of, of trying to help you with your research and any of the brick walls that you happen to have. And where and when is that held? That's typically held the last Tuesday of the month at the Jack Purcell Community okay. Centre, which is off Bronson yes. and James in, in that area. Yes. You mentioned writing. Um, would the writing be um, focused on if you were trying to put a fam- your family story together rather than just essay writing? Yes, exactly. So it, it's it's targeted for, you know, you want to write something about your family or something in genealogy or a story of some sort. And, and there, there are people in the group give you feedback on what you've written. So right. you have to have a thick skin. Yeah, and I can understand as well that, you know, writing uh, family history or trying to put context on family history um, is a lot more challenging and could be very interesting to you and very boring to somebody. <laughs> exactly. And you have to decide how you want to approach that. I mean, you, you can fictionalize it to some degree and put, you know, discussions in and that yeah. kind of stuff. But, um, or you can try and be much more historically accurate and, and just, but then you end up with just dates and places and names and that's very boring. Right. For, even for the author, that could be boring. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I, I remember being told if you ever want to get someone at a, a conference like this um, to, to try to get them to stop talking, don't ask them to tell them about their family history. <laughs> but, uh, so then, Duncan, what brought you in and what, what was the hook that dragged you in? So... Um, Initially, it was 
probably my grandfather. And my grandfather had rather an interesting history. So um, at some point, when I, as I, I got on in years, I, I was more interested in what his history was. And, and I was very lucky. My mother had done a lot of the research beforehand. So okay. and also lived through that interesting period. So that was that was kind of the influence that got me involved. And, and so because of that interest, it then spread into the rest of the family. And then it's it's a treasure hunt for me. I just I enjoy the you know, the, the searching. If you like. How far back have you been able to trace your roots? That depends on I mean many lines going back, right? Some of them go back to the the mid 1700s. Okay. Um, in the case of the Monkhouse family, I'm stuck in 1809 with an illegitimate birth, so that's a, I'm not really a Monkhouse. I'm something else. Anyway, <laughs> we just don't know what yet. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, that's one of the exciting parts of DNA. It is, and and, and so therefore, I've done a lot of my the Y testing as well to a, to a large extent to try and find that out. It's a direct paternal line, but uh, yeah, no, I have nobody even close. I, I tease that I'm a, a little bud on the end of a very long branch, and there's nobody else out there. <laughs> so then, when you say um, that's on one line, so of the other lines that you've been able to go back through, how far have you found anything interesting back then? Well, there's lots of interesting things. They're not, they're not all agricultural laborers. So, right. so yeah, we have a number. Of, I have a number of interesting stories. Some of which, you know, we have a before um, best moments on, in June and December, which are like 15-minute talks about um, some brick wall you've broken down or interesting moment in your family history. So, okay. I, I, we've done a few of those. So, those are more interesting right. of the program right. ones. In my case, I've got some sea, sea captains, some mariners. So, that, okay. that's of interest. Uh, you know, tea plantation owners in Solon or Sri Lanka and, right, right. Um, you know six couples with a uh, what do they call that uh, a couple swap with like 28 kids and yeah so there's oh, some okay. interesting ones <laughs> communal living you know Victorian was not as Victorian no 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 she ran off with the guy next door but it, you know it's yeah. not it's not as Victorian as we thought but one of the things you just mentioned which is also interesting and fascinating is that while we're here in Ottawa and this is the British Child Family History Society of Greater Ottawa you mentioned how there were Ceylon and there were uh, other parts of the world because it opens up the world it just doesn't open up at the Ottoman oh absolutely and, and when you look at, at the migrations especially on the Irish side okay. you know they, they left Ireland they came here they ran out of land they, they moved to the Huron Township or they went to the States or they went to Australia yep. you know we have we have families where some of them came here some went to Australia kind of random yep. it was whatever took their fancy at the time Australia was cheaper to go to they just didn't tell them it was going to take them twice as long or three times as long to get there, you know, stuff like that. I so just thought it was that the crime didn't have to be as serious to get to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> no, some people actually chose to go there. <laughs> but because it, it was cheaper, yeah. although it was like a lot longer. Yeah. And, and my ancestor, who was a, a sea captain, actually, one of his voyages, I found a ship, a list of the passengers he had, and he was taking a bunch of immigrants to Australia. Right, right. And it was really interesting because there were a lot I was surprised at how many single women there were and things like that. Like, it wasn't what I was expecting necessarily on the list. 
Actually, that was one of the things when you mentioned that about the Irish, that Irish females tended to emigrate alone uh, where, yeah. Yeah, from, uh, where other cultures it didn't seem to be as predominant. And that was one of the things our, our Don Whiteside lecturer pointed out, was he was talking about the Scottish immigration in the 1700s uh-huh. and how, how a much higher percentage of single males came out of England. And the Scots were family groups yeah. and, and, and that the Irish tended to be more singles. Male and female, but, but a lot of single females. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I remember finding that that was rather um, unusual. Um, so yeah. So it's been Duncan. It's been fascinating chatting with you. Um, hopefully, over the course of the next year or so, we get some uh, occasional opportunity to have um, some of the content that you guys put out that we're able to share. It would be great from time yeah. to time if we can, and that if it's suitable to, to share, uh, I'm hopeful we can do it. And uh, how long a term are you in for? A two-year term. Okay. And there's an opportunity for another two-year term. So if we cannot find another victim to become president, then then I guess I might get stuck. But I'm hoping someone will step forward. And there are no midterms. No.